All right, friends, family, team, season 12, episode 9 of the Washed Up Podcast. We start you off with a would you rather or two, maybe a Brady's bodily bewilderment, or just some Brady's brain things that we need to get <laughs> off our chests, and some things that might be bothering us at this time. And whether you like to admit it or not, football season is on the decline. Um, everybody can deal with that at their own pace, but we're going to talk about it just a little bit. Let you know that what's to come is still good for us. Then we got some NBA stuff to talk about. We're not going to do the whole catching you up on the standings, but hit you with the highlights. Then into wild card weekend, into the divisional round. Oh, Brady, it's the Washed Up Podcast. Let's get it. Let's get it. You can come get me. I'm in the... all right all right uh brady do you know the name of that guy who uh does that song believe he may or may not have the same name as you. That it is. That is Pat Mallers and yes. Chef Charles. Chef Charles and Pat Mallers have dropped a new album. It is called Sensory, and it is on all platforms that you listen to your music. It's about damn time. Uh-oh. Yep. So they dropped it. It's ready. It's the album of the year, and the year has just begun. So go check out Sensory on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to things and sounds. Hit them up, play them, let us know, and uh, we might need a new track in the in the future. But for right now, we got our intro and outro by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. So fucking yeah! Oh, it's a great day. It's a great day to have a day. It is. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. What does Mike say? Uh, hump day. Where do those commercials go? Yeah, dude, into the void. Honestly, probably good, though. They knew what they had. They knew it was great, and they didn't take it too far. Yeah. Dude, it's always fun having a friend <laughs> with the name of something that's very topical. I thought you were going to go, it's always fun to have a camel in the office. <laughs> <laughs> dude, if I had a nickel. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I, I hear you. You know there. what they say, you lead a horse to water. <laughs> well, this is season twelve, episode nine of the Washed Up Podcast. It's Cliff and Brady with our uh, voices that'll serenade you through this episode and give you the picks needed in order to make rent. Um, that is actually not gambling advice. Uh, if you have a problem, call one eight hundred Gambler Brady. <laughs> they never answer. Um, <laughs> We're going to start off with a would you rather. It's from TikTok that was then sent to a very loyal listener, Xavier Burgos. And then it was sent to me. It, it had to be prefaced because when you hear it, you're going to be like, who the hell? Who came this yes. up? Um, but I just want you to know this is this is our job. It's active journalism and right. social media. Yeah. So um, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> would you rather shit off the side of a building like a bird every time you have to go or everything you drink is first gargled by someone else? Um, 
There's a there's another. It's, I mean, this is just a bird metaphor. Do you want to be baby birded or do you want to act like a bird? That's uh, actually crazy. Yeah, I did not think about that at all. Yeah, <laughs> That's um, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, so it's right there and it's proofs in the pudding. We could this, have maybe made that more PC. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for telling me after yeah. I said the words. <laughs> um, this is a no brainer for me. Me too. Okay, on the count of three. Uh, three, three, two, two one. Shoop. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh darn. Yeah. Your mom's going to kill me. <laughs> no, it's only when you say fuck. Um, oh, so sorry. We, yeah. Um, we talk about how I eat a lot of Taco Bell and right. I have an iron stomach and I do a lot of gross things. Well, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're gross. Other people would think that they're gross. Right. There's something about something being in someone else's mouth right. and then into my mouth. I kissed my girlfriend. I have before. I've done it too. Yeah. But there's something about it that just eeks me out like really eeks me out like it's and the fact that we're saying that this isn't even close is is kind of crazy to other Mm -hmm. people because we're just like yeah dude i'm just gonna shit off a building dude i think (laughs) i think if you even change the question to would you rather have to be a bird and shit on the side of a building every time you have to go or share a toothbrush with somebody i'm still picking poop like a bird absolutely i don't know why i don't get it either like you started french kissing for uh uh, if if you're on the um, more enclosed, but like you're you're not as vulnerable, maybe like uh, in late high school, right? Um, for those that were a little more mature, fucking cool, maybe like sixth grade. <laughs> I don't know who you are, who you've been with, and what you do. That's your business, not mine. We we move on. I'm not like the toothbrush thing, and like, ugh, so strange. And, and I know, and like a toothbrush is like probably way cleaner than French kissing. Right. Because, I mean, at least you're cleaning <laughs> your teeth. And uh, Tyler Fowler, uh, one of the comedians that I, when I was doing stand-up, uh, me and him were hanging out a bunch, and he's doing a podcast with another couple of comedians. And the topic of sharing a toothbrush came up, and Tyler goes, that's absolutely disgusting. And they were talking about, yeah, how it's like, blah, 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 it's disgusting, it's somebody else's mouth. And Tyler just goes, and plaque. <laughs> You can't forget about the plaque. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Isn't it funny how we, like, have a tough time talking about French kissing still? Mm-hmm. It's like... I get I get anxious about it already. I know. It's, it's like, so funny. Yeah. I guess it's a good thing with, I mean, how new generations are going and these yeah. young kids and they just talk about <laughs> everything. These young kids. Dude, it is crazy, though. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like, like, like only... Fa- Dude, you could literally find sex tapes just going through Twitter. Like, you don't even have to find them. Sorry. They'll just find you. No, they'll you. just pop up. Dude. It's insane. It's ridiculous, dude. I mean, I guess for good for horny kids, but. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes a crippling porn addiction. Yeah. <laughs> Without you even asking. Yeah, dude. It's like, oh, man, I've been going through my work emails for four hours and not one pair of titties. <laughs> yeah. Work dude. sucks. Twitter for life. Yeah. <laughs> These like eight, like 16 year olds when they get to the workforce. Where are the boobs, dude? Yeah. Dude, they are so straightforward too. And they <laughs> act like they are earned the world already. I kind of like am envious of them. Yeah. But at the same time, like I want them like in this, like just focus, like be Go to the uh, same rules that everybody else has followed. I know. And they just don't want to. It's like recliner dad stuff where like the reason I didn't 
stay my entire tenure in college was because I hated the way it was all set up and extracurricular um, yeah. problems. No, but, more of the setup though. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, ah, these, they're, they're trying something new, but it's like, oh, getting man. so old so fast. Dude, imagine like, <laughs> dude, we're going to be like 65 trying to get our AAP cards, have to go to the hospital and it's some doctor doing a TikTok dance before coming in to see us. No doubt. And we're going to be like so numb to it by then. We're not even going to be able to be yeah. recliner dads. We're and, recliner kids. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> any chance I was in the background? Am I going to get any? Um, Please tag me in that. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm still here. Yeah. It was a crazy world. I can't believe we both are going to poop off a building. Um, and have it, no, it wasn't qualms. Even, no yeah. qualms. I, I still, I'm still like diving deep into it, thinking about it. I still have no problem. The only problem I have with it is like, I need someone to hold my hands. Yeah, because of the balance. Well, let's let's just toss in the fact that you got perfect balance. Right, you're a bird. I'm I'm being. You got you got perfect balance. Yeah. There's no chance you're going to fall. And if you do fall, you get um, three seconds of being able to fly so you can land properly. Sweet. All right. Yeah. It's easy. Dude, this easy. sounds way better. Yeah, this is so easy. When you, make the own, when you make your own rules, it's so much easier. Yeah. Thank you for the question, Xavier. Yeah. Um, it's a miscellaneous question from my brain. It's not really a bewilderment. It might yeah. be when I see the movie because when people are talking about it. Have yeah. you seen Saltburn? Nope. Um, and I saw that you... <clears throat> Wrote it in, so I made uh, um, at least watch the trailer to try and understand. I haven't even done that. Okay, so um, to the bare knowledge, I'll, I'll just read you the log line of the film, um, which is just the sentence describing <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> distraught by his classmate Oliver's unfortunate living situation, Felix, a rich student, invites him over to his estate. Soon, a series of horrifying events engulf Felix's family. Let me start on the surface of generalities here. Mm-hmm. Um, why? 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 This is like the biggest movie in the world right now. And people love it. And yeah, I, I get it. I'm the minority in this. It's like, I don't. Why are you going to sit down and watch a horror movie? Like people are obsessed <laughs> with this shit. Well, this is the the uh, the genre it falls into is thriller comedy. So a series of horrific events happen, and we're not calling those horror movies anymore. Where have we gotten, dude? It's the whole um, what's the fucking movie with Will Ferrell, where he doesn't play his normal character. Oh yes, and I know it's what you're like, about. is it a tragedy or a comedy? When he's talking about his life. I know you're talking about. And he's like, oh, it's always tragic. And then he has that change of mind where he's like, oh, my life's a comedy. Yeah. I've just been looking at it wrong. Yeah, I don't like when people do that. Yeah. But I mean, I, he, he is a comedic genius, so he probably was just like, I want to do a little something else and good for him. Yeah. But not um, So I did watch the trailer and the one correlation I made was um, <laughs> to X-Men. You know, when they have the huge house yeah. and like, if you're a mutant, you go there for a sanctuary. Umbrella Academy. Right. Exactly. I feel like it's in that same vibe and the people within the house don't want you to leave because of what can be out there. And mm-hmm. then those horrifying events lead to not being able to leave. Yeah. Like it's like you don't leave salt burn. Right. And then this is like, goes back to my theory of that. You can't make anything up. Exactly. I'm like these rich people are doing crazy stuff. Yeah, dude. Speaking of that, I shot a shotgun. Oh my God, dude. On last Thursday. Do you get fucking like (laughs) vote for what? Dude, I I went and got a can of long cut. (laughs) 
some <laughs> boots. And a pair of Oakleys. And I already have a hard hat. I got another one. <laughs> and I got I got a pickup truck that I can't afford. I got two flags on the side of it. Obviously Trump. Naturally. Obviously Trump. Trump, America. And I got a loan from the bank for a business, and I just bought a bunch of shotguns and bullets. Yeah. See, that's that's fun. When you order online... <laughs> That's so bad improv, dude, because I just, I cracked <laughs> yeah, so hard. Like, I know. I was ready to just I keep know. it going. All right, time out. Keep going. Dude, uh, yeah. When you order online and the availability of everything that can be delivered to you without the hassle of talking to somebody and like going through the rigmarole, rigmarole to see if you have the qualifications needed in it's order to get- It's my favorite thing. I hate talking so to much people on the easier. phone. Oh my God, dude. And then they're asking you for all your information. It's like, you know what? I don't want to do this over the phone. It's like, I'm already going to be mean to my wife tonight. Why right. do I I'm need buying this? shotguns? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the most stand up citizen at the moment and I'm shotguns plural. Right. I don't need just one. I need enough. This is a visa prepaid card. Absolutely. This was a holiday grandmother's gift to me when she doesn't know how to shop for me. So she got me a prepaid visa on $150. And, and for her, that's a millennia of she was so happy for me too yeah she's not going to be happy when i drop off a shotgun yeah no that's why she was happy shotgun obviously a fully trump family (laughs) (laughs) she dips too there it is Um, but yeah it it was cool it it definitely did not make me want to go out and like get a gun Um, yeah i don't know if anything ever will unless until someone shoots me Um, where were you uh at a country club we were just shooting. Uh, nice break. I know. I didn't even want to say that. Um, but we were shooting like the discs. Like, yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. Skeet yeah. and Trap. Skeet, skeet. And it was super cool. Like that kind of stuff is cool. I still don't want to shoot an animal. I have no problem with anybody who does do your fucking thing. It's how we got to where we are today. We hunted and we gathered. I'm not trying to act like some person who doesn't understand that that's how we survived. Yeah. Men used to hunt. Now we just talk into microphones. Right. And I'm like, okay, well we evolved. Let's give that part up, but whatever, neither here nor there. Um, and it's just like this, they're so powerful. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was cool. That's it. Yeah, I went skeet shooting uh, when I was younger once when uh, we were members at a country club, humble brag. <laughs> and I wasn't immediately good at it, so I hated it. Oh, I. <laughs> funny enough, I have it on my right shoulder because I shoot righty. I'm right hand dominant, but I golf and hockey lefty. I know you guys needed to know that. Yeah, I play pool I, and frisbee lefty, everything else righty. Sweet. Yeah, keep going. I had my left eye open. I wasn't even staring down the barrel. I missed every single shot. <laughs> they're like, what's your dominant eye? I was like, I think I see better with my left. And they're like, all right, use that. No one said anything about putting the gun on the left side of my fucking body. Things broken. Things broken. <laughs> that was my first comment. Your fucking guns are broken. They're like, dude, shut up. You're lucky you even got let in here. <laughs> Put on a collared shirt for the love of God. I dude. know. I pull up with a, I got a TV and uh, basically a whole apartment in my back seat. And the guy goes, are you lost? I go, no, I'm here for the, sh- <laughs> no, for uh, the shotguns. And he's like, oh God. Not lost, but you have found me. Yeah. And know? there's a golf cart following me everywhere I go to make sure that I'm there <laughs> for the right reasons. Yeah. I think uh, if I ever got into like crime. I think I, I know enough about the the country club scene that I could that I could fake it and nobody would follow me around. It is the funniest thing though. Like these places where the richest people go. I mean, 
he, it's just like, uh, what's the word? It's just kind of like known to yeah. not go and fuck with it. Right. But if you really wanted to, you easily could. Yeah. Don't leave do a, it though. Leave a trail of $20 bills. They will let you go wherever you want. Yeah. I mean, money does talk at the end of the day. Absolutely. It's the only thing that people listen to. But yeah, um, I would definitely do it again. That was and kind it of a was, bar. Yeah. Keep going. Um, I would definitely do it again, but I definitely don't want to buy a gun. I think it's, it, it really, I'm a simpleton. I'm a sissy and I have no problem admitting that I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Nobody needs to have one of those. Mitch just let out a huge yeehaw listening to this. I know. And then he just was all boo at the end. Saying, <laughs> Dude, the fact that we need him is like, or, or ever need him for war or anything. They're, they're just so powerful. You could just freaking light people up if you wanted to. Yeah, dude. And people just like have them. Yeah. People have them in their pockets often. <laughs> that's crazy. Plaxico Burris. Hot topic. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what dude, it is. maybe it's, it's wear like, jeans to the club next time, champ. It's like, yeah, those topics is like something obviously we won't get in depth into. It's like, how do you know who's responsible and who's not for a gun? Yeah. You really don't. There's so many people who don't need one that have one. Also, uh, at the country club, you're bound to see like like a 10-year-old chubby (laughs) dude with a swimming short sleeve shirt that says, welcome to the gun show. Yeah. And it's pointing at his biceps. Yeah. And he's just like on the diving board about to do a belly flop and just muscling up the entire pool. Now, those are guns that everybody Now, those are guns that people need. Dude. That, that's literally me, other than the fact that I barely got let into the public pool. And God, if I was a country club kid, I would have been the worst. I'm so proud of you. I really am. I just recognized this right now, and I'm sorry it took me so long. I'm so I would have been I would have been such a dickhead, like dude, the biggest ever, dude. I'm a country club kid only child. Yeah, dude, you. I had it stacked Kudos. against me <laughs> yeah. to be the absolute worst the person. Biggest Just piece of the shit. Absolute <laughs> icon of douchery. Dude, it was right there. I had a hand for it. You had and no one I to tell folded, you not to. Dude. I put that hand, I was like, I'm gonna wait for the next round. You know, well, I'm gonna we're sit this. We're all very glad you did not. Dude, I would have been the quint I could have I had all the resources to be the quintessential douche mm. it was there everything was there and some people would probably listen to this and go cliff you're not that far but yeah. i'm also not nearly as close as i could have been you are so much farther away than you are close and that's just so impressive to me thank you dude and that's why like when people ask me like why don't you like worry about money all the time and stuff like that i'm like because i know if i had it i'd be so screwed yeah like individually. Yeah, no, no, I get like, what you're saying. I would be there I will I like to say that I would live, but I really don't know. Yeah, it's honestly hard to tell because the minute I have like cold hard cash in my hand, I'm like, this is fun coupons. Dude, it's literally <laughs> like throwing it in the air after I hit a parlay. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even cash it out yet. And I'm still spending it. I'm like, I'm on top of the world. I got to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to fix that fast. Yeah, dude, you win like, uh, let's say you win like $635 on a parlay. You're like 135 of that is free. Maybe I'll take the 500, put it in the bank. And then you lose that 135. And then you're like, thank God I have this 500 left in here. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Oh, God. Hit a parlay for 500 and spend two grand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich. I'm rich. (laughs) 
for this entire moment of this game before it ends, I am rich. Yeah, that's that's is like the the ups and downs of gambling. It's like when you lose a hundred dollars on a night out, you're like, okay, that's fine. I mean, at least I, I'm gonna wake up hungover anyways. Imagine waking up hungover and then a two thousand dollar tab. Ugh. It's happened. It's never not happened. Let's get back to top. All right, let's get back in there. Um, some things to talk about. I am in a very good mood, but something that does really <laughs> bother me is the past couple of days, it's been very cold. Everybody knows that. I'm not going to complain about the cold. I mean, what are you supposed to do? But when the sun is out and it's still negative degrees, mm. it really pisses me off. And you know how much I love the earth. I love the world. I respect it all. Yeah, everybody so knows. I don't mean this with disrespect. <laughs> Sun, no disrespect. No disrespect, honestly. Sun is kind of being a pussy lately. For real, dude. It's like, oh, this powers the whole globe. Yeah, well, it's shining right on my face and my boogers are freezing <laughs> in my nose still. Yeah, my mustache is frozen. Yeah. It's like, it, yeah. I don't get it. What is it? What's, what's I, going on with that? I did have the same thought because, so for people not in Chicago listening to this, it's been negative nine, negative one, and today we finally got to like 14 degrees, but there's still snow on the ground. And then yesterday when I woke up and walked outside, the sun's reflecting off the snow right into my eyes. I'm blinded. The wind's going right into my face. I can't feel my hands. And I had the exact same thought. It's like, is the sun helping yeah. at all? And it's like, it feels disrespectful to put your sunglasses on, but I need them. Oh my God, dude. I... D- same brain? Yeah. It's like, dude, I oh, had let me put on a pair of fucking cold sunglasses. Yeah, my sunglasses are on my <laughs> dashboard, and they're just there year-round, and they rotate, and those were sitting right there, and I put them on, and it's <laughs> negative nine, and I'm driving around. My whole world changes. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it, dude. It, I, when I put sunglasses on, I'm like, why is my shirt on? Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, with a gun show. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my God. And then it brings me to my next thought. What were the benefits of settlers in 1800s, 1850s staying in here? Yeah, like what was the advantage? I know the West didn't exist at the point at this point. Nor did summertime shy. Right. And that's something too. Like we need to stop overrating summertime shy. For real, dude. I legit said to Stephanie already when it was negative nine, I was like, ooh, the minute it hits 40 degrees, I'm going to be an absolute liability. Yeah. And she just rolled her eyes into the back of her head. But the minute I can walk outside and be comfortable, it's over. I'm going to start day drinking. And we're already at that mentality of like, oh, we can't wait for March. And by the time I get to summer, I'm like, oh, whatever. Right. Like I've had my, I haven't, I haven't worn socks in three months. Yeah. I ground. (laughs) I'm gripping the the earth with my toes. Yeah. That's how sad it is when it's so cold. I start like, I I do think there is something to it because there's electrical fields everywhere and it's all, a lot of it is mental. A lot of my life is mental anyways. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, if I take a placebo pill, I'd probably feel it. Like, I, that's Same. why I believe in those. I, I agree. But it's like, I'm so sad when it's cold outside that I take my socks off and think I'm connecting with the earth when it turns 40 degrees. Mm, yep. Yep. And then it's like, oh, Lake Michigan isn't the ocean. 
Like you, you can't get you can't get goods from India. Yeah, you can get goods from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> we could just freaking drive there, dude. I I've also been thinking because my car looks like it's cold. Yeah, you know, like it just has been through the shit, and I. Have just every time I've gotten in the car, I'm like, what happens if I just like drove to California and like there was just a camera on the outside of my car, you know, like, and it just slowly defrosts. Bro, breaks my brain. <laughs> breaks my brain. Yeah. Someone's surfing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, somebody doesn't have any socks on at all right somebody's now. Somebody's sweating <laughs> outside. Yeah, sweat equity. Get in the gym, pal. Golly. Yeah, we got to move. Speaking of the gym, I bench pressed for the first time in three years yesterday. Full barbell and everything? So dizzy. (laughs) (laughs) Lightheaded beyond belief. What'd you rack up? What were you you pumping? Uh, 125. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was getting, I I always do lightweight, a lot of reps because I'm never going to be strong. I know that. Mm -hmm. I don't have the determination. I don't have the want and I don't have the discipline. Yeah. But so I, and cutting is kind of like easy for me. So I never did heavy weight, but I could probably do 150, but man, you really don't know how strong a person is like looks and, um, actuality of real life is yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Cause my buddy, my roommate was putting up like two, two twenty five, and you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know that he could do that. And then you have these guys walking around who can't fucking turn, who can't put up one twenty five. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have a little bit of like, what's it called? What's the actual term? Um, when you're timid about the gym. Oh, freaking gym anxiety. Yeah, sure. Whatever it is. Super intimidating. Dude, if I, one, I can't really bench anymore because of both my rotator cuffs and both my labrums being in shambles. Yeah. Why would we take care of that? But when I got onto the barbell, there was something that always, from the minute I could bench two plates on like a plate on each side, I like won't allow myself to even try if I don't think I can do that. Yeah. I know. It's so debilitating. Like, I don't want to put 25s on the edge. It's like, dude, I'm 6'3", 200 pounds. Dude, and it's not And I just, like, can't move that barbell. Well, one, my shoulders don't work. There's, like, two people in the world who want to change gym culture, too. Everybody who's telling you, like, just go do it. It'll be fine. No one will judge you. Everyone's judging you. Every single person. I'm judging every single person I walk by. Every single one of them. And I don't know anything more than they do. I don't know how we could change that. Yeah, it's not like I'm going up to them and be like, dude, your posture's all off, dude. You're not activating the muscle that you really want. If you wanted to contort it this way, then actually pull it down and a slow release back up. I don't know anything like that. Right. And I wear I wear my shittiest clothes to the gym. I wear pink shoes if I have to. I don't give a shit what anybody oh, yeah. thinks about me. But the second I step over that line from the treadmills yep. to the weights, yep. something changes in my brain. And I go right back upstairs. Oh, yeah. So back, right back nope. to my safe place. Yep. Get Inside. me out out of here dude when i go to the gym i go right to the basketball court i shoot around because that's where i'm comfortable and then the minute i walk onto the weights i'm like make basketball basketball push-ups uh sit-ups and maybe a couple lunges yeah but i honestly i i don't know if it's like whatever it's called imposter syndrome or the word that you're looking for too i always think that everybody's looking at me in the gym and when i go to look at them they're always looking at me always <laughs> yeah. always i try and keep my head down as much as i possibly can but someone's always looking at me yeah well are you talking out loud to yourself 
Probably. Then they know your voice from this podcast and they're too nervous to come and up to you. Nice. Yeah. Spin zone. That, that will work for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that placebo that we were just talking about. Exactly. Yeah. If I made it up myself, I wouldn't believe it, but somebody else told me. So now I'm all in. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to start lifting weights. Perfect. Um, Okay, I know it's not over yet, and it even feels wrong to even start talking about the NFL ending, but it, it, we're realists. Yep. We're unrealistically realistic, mm. and it feels like a, a proper time um, to talk about what we do outside of football because I procrastinate on everything in life, but if I procrastinate this, things will go bad. Yeah. So I got to start thinking about what I do yeah, that week outside af- of football. The week after the Super Bowl, Kind of feels similar to that week between Christmas and New Year's where it's like, nobody can honestly ask anything of me right now. Yeah. Like the biggest game of the entire year just happened. Absolutely. Everybody needs to be slowed down. Yeah. Not the case this time. Yeah. We're going to talk about like hobbies and stuff. Yeah. Get into it. Um, what I do the most more than I do when football's going on is play video games mm. and watch movies and doing this more. So other people would be like, you don't even really do that a lot when football's over. But this is coming from 0%. Right. I, I maybe have watched one or two movies since football started. Wow. Really? Maybe. And I haven't touched my Xbox. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Okay. So I got to I gotta figure out what game I'm going to play. Yeah, I, I never. You haven't touched anything since PlayStation. <laughs> Dude, I haven't touched anything since the Nintendo Wii. Dude, the Wii was fucking sweet. It was a hit, dude. Mario Super Sluggers get real, dude. The only game in which I could hit a curveball. Dude, in like middle school. That was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) I I try, I try, I want you, I want you to be happier. You know, so I'm not going to double down. Tough luck, pal. Exactly. So it's the same thing for me. It's like, I'm looking for someone to agree with me because misery loves company when I say stuff like that. But no, not anymore. You can't hit a fucking curveball. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Also, (laughs) I can't hear anything you're saying when I'm thinking. I'm sorry, and I do apologize. I missed the joke. Should we just smoke a joint and get this whole thing really <laughs> popping off? If you really want me to stop thinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, I watched the first one the other night. That's going to be on the docket for sure. So good. I'm going to rewatch the uh, new season of Game of Thrones, like the, the House of the Dragon that came out. Oh, nice. Because I already forgot everything and i mean everything i don't even remember what the storyline was about i don't even know where to watch it yeah um what else do i do oh this one is so tough eating better yeah that one is especially when it's negative degrees out there's no such thing as a diet right and the minute you start getting warmer, you're like, ooh, these layers have to start coming off. And I do not love what's beneath them. Ugh, I love wintertime for that reason only. Yeah. I look so good in a sweatshirt and sweatpants. It's not even funny. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. That's why we go to bars like it. Because like we all look I have. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Athleisure was made for the washed up podcast. I know. Doc fit. <laughs> Never forget, um, never forget. It is insane, especially with two guys with crippling anxiety. Football is just like, it may be great, the product, Mm. but the idea of it is what we love. And we've talked about it before. It's like, if I thought about on a Sunday, 
laying down and watching a TV show for seven straight hours, yeah. not only would my girlfriend kill me, but I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, I might kill me. Right. Yeah. I might unalive myself. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Because, what are we going to do? Right. Yeah. And then I, there's no excuse to just eat chicken wings. And it's like, there's honestly not even an excuse to be hungover. Yeah. Because like on Saturdays during football season, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to lay on the couch all day tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. In two months, I'm going to be like, mm, maybe I should go home. <laughs> That's why it sucks. It's not that football has gone. It's, it's that, that your whole life changes. The routine of it is is over. I know. Already losing Thursday Night Football three weeks ago. I'm going nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, great, an NBA slate. But, like, that's not the same. It's not even remotely close. It's there's like, oh, too there's many games. games. Oh, yeah. I know. It's, Ridiculous. It's too much. <laughs> it, and I have to bet all of them. Yeah. Oh. E- Duh. Yeah. If it's on, it's bet. And, but they're going to play again tomorrow. Yeah. Got to get it back. <laughs> So it was actually kind of great. It was actually so funny. Me and my roommate yesterday were driving to the gym. Not a big deal. And we were just talking like, why wouldn't we bet on football games? And I honestly thought about it for a while. And I was like, I can't come up with an answer to that. Yeah, I I think I have had the exact same realization, especially because like I I was working Thursday nights most of this season. And I was like, you know what? I could just work and forget that there's a football game on (laughs) or I could place four parlays and hope that the next time I open my app (laughs) that at least one of them is hit it's just so crazy it's like dude you're not even watching the restaurant you which in which you work does not have the game on there's a way for you to just not do it today. I know. You could just sit it out. I know. No shot, sir. Dude, I impossible. pass. I'm going to pass, and I'm going to bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bet. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, sir? You're talking to yourself. <laughs> uh, sir, we just came here to have some dinner. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the thing that people are missing right now is that the game is on. Right? Eagles or Bucks or you don't get served. Right. Welcome to the restaurant. Also, I will be taking your drink order one second, but I think I just got a notification that Najee Harris just got his third touchdown. <laughs> of his <And> career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, yeah we'll good. have the mozzarella sticks. But, uh, What's yeah. the soup of the day? Yeah, soup du jour. <laughs> okay, I'll have that. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's great. Kind of, <laughs> that's a great it's joke. It's dumb and dumber. I know. It's so it's good. It's so good every time. Delivery was perfect on that one. Thank you. Yeah, I like to eat more at the place rather than get it delivered, but go on. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, man, We are on it. I will be playing more video games. I'll be watching more movies. If you listen to this and you somewhat care about me, um... Uh, uh, suggest some. Yeah, I think this turn of the season and football turning into more basketball and baseball and all that stuff, it's, it's like looking at an avalanche that's going to happen, and I'm just at the bottom of it. I know. Because in no way, shape, or form am I ready for how I'm going to treat this baseball season. Yeah. Like, and and I know the Cubs aren't like doing things that make you feel like the whole thing's great and everything, 
But at least you got a coach. Yeah. At least you got guys that helped win games last year. Like, I got nothing, dude. I got absolutely zero. I have the probability of maybe, possibly having uh, something. Yeah. That's all I got. I know. And it's like, we keep turning these corners even as Cubs, and we do have something to be excited for, so I don't want to talk out of turn here. But it's like every corner we turn, it's like, okay, well, at least we have the Bulls, or at least we have the Hawks, mm-hmm. or at least we have the Cubs, or at least we have the Sox. It's like, dude, we we can't turn corners. There's no corners. I know. I got almost very sad today because of that. They're like, there's nothing, like, sports-wise in the city of Chicago that at the end of this football, when – like, we got playoff football, and that's awesome. But the next thing that us as a podcast are excited for is Selection Sunday. I know. And that's so far away. So far away. In in our in the way that society goes, in our brains too, and why we love gambling is instant gratification. Yeah. And that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of March Madness is the best weekend of the entirety of life. Yeah. But... Like the minute Super Bowl until Selection Sunday, like there is just a void. And yeah. February, Valentine's Day, Ugh. dude. I <laughs> do, I do, I agree. But I do want, like, I wish Instagram one day could come out with like statistics on Sunday pictures posted by girlfriends with their boyfriends and how much it skyrockets <laughs> after the NFL season. It's like, oh. Brady went apple picking. I was just going to say that, too. <laughs> apple picking. It's like, oh, man, the football season's over. At least we can go fucking apple picking now. Yeah, dude, you're going to see uh, the the Sunday after the Super Bowl. Uh, I bet you I'm ice skating. Yeah, dude, like <laughs> the expectations of a, of a partner just go up so high. And it's like, I, I think we finally figured it out. Like, it's not just the product of football. It's everything else yeah because everybody knows yeah it's like thursday night okay i'm watching football friday night i'm thinking about thursday night saturday night college sunday football monday football Mm -hmm. tuesday don't fucking even think about talking to me (laughs) wednesday probably dinner or something with a girlfriend um thursday football thursday football and then we're back (laughs) then we're back and now that that rigmarole has ended I do love my girlfriend, though. I need to say that before yeah. she kills me, even though yeah. she's been in Thailand for a month. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's nuts, dude. I'm it feels go- weird not having Foxy here. I know. <clears throat> I am going nuts. Like, nuts. I don't... Uh, I really don't know how I was ever single. <laughs> I don't know what dude, to do without her, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I would have so many pop... Like, I would just be waking up, and we don't even need to think about this. Giant piece of just shit is what I would be. disaster of a person, dude. <laughs> just like every Tim Robinson sketch put into one. It's like, I used to be a piece of shit, <laughs> and then my girlfriend broke up with me, and now I'm an even bigger piece of shit. Yeah, and yeah. guess whose fault it is? Her. <laughs> What happened? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even listen to the argument. Yeah. I didn't even hear what... What did you, What was your question again? Whose fault was it? I Gosh. asked what you'd like to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, All right. God. 
Let's get into a little NBA. Let's get into some sports things. That's what the people signed up for. What are these fucking idiots going to talk about sports? (laughs) (laughs) I love now. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Um, We don't have to get into the standings, like we said, because this is it's such a fluctuating market of the NBA, and things can change by next week, which they will. Um, But I have a couple quick hitters that I want to get into. Um, This is going to be the first of two shocking statements that I make, and this is foreshadowing to a shocking statement about the NFL. Um, I've never rooted for anything Philly in my life. Wish I could say the same. I never have been there. I don't ever want to go there. I don't know what it is because they lose just as much as we do almost. They win a little bit more. I think it's just, it's another city. It's not New York. It's not Boston. It's just like, what are you doing? It's like trying so hard to be a major market. Trying so hard. I don't even know if they are. I just put this idea in my head that they are. Yeah. I want to try Philly cheesesteak. Like I've never wanted to try anything in my life, but that's it. Yeah. I need Joel Embiid to stay healthy. Yeah. He is so good. Like, so good. And you know how big of a Joker guy I am. Yeah. And I love him. I think we all are on this podcast, big Joker guys. Huge. But Embiid is the best player in the world. And it's not, it's close, but it's not. Yeah. He had the easiest 43, 6 and 11 last, 11 assists. He's seven feet tall that I've seen in a long time. Like, he could shoot threes. He could shoot the mid-range. He Euro-stepped last night. He Euro-stepped from the three-point line. And usually if it's the team that you're playing against, you'll be like travel, and then you stop, and you shut your mouth for five seconds. And you're like, he didn't travel at all. He's on stilts. He took short steps to make sure he wasn't out of bounds under the rim. <laughs> <laughs> and he laid it up, like, probably with his left hand, I think. I can't even do a regular layup in the gym with my left hand. Yeah, I know. Layup lines with the left are always embarrassing. And if he wins after James Harden leaves, after Ben Simmons leaves, with Tyrese Maxey, a guy who wasn't supposed to be amazing, but he's making him so good. Right. I would have to root for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, everyone talks about it like, okay, yes, he won the MVP, but you can't talk about him and Jokic yet, which is true. You can't because Jokic has won a chip and he's played great in the playoffs. Yeah. And I know Embiid was, I think, healthy for like one series in his career. But man, he, he just, he doesn't play in the playoffs. Yeah. The uh, the realization that I that I feel you coming to is we've we've talked about this a lot. Especially with Philly, mm-hmm. because everybody knows big Jalen Hurts guy. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Hate Philadelphia. Yes. The fans, everything. Why, why are you so the way you are? Yeah. Big Jalen Hurts guy. Big A.J. Brown guy. Devontae Smith, roll tide. A lot of good people there. Schwarber, Bryce, Reese. How many, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chase Utley... Uh, era oh, of Philly. Ryan Howard. Ryan Cole Howard. Hammers. Oh my God, come on. Cliff Lee. Roy Holiday, rest in peace. Come on. Jimmy Rollins. Stop. <laughs> Jason Worth. Yeah. Dude, Allen Iverson. Oh my God, the campaign with Tumbo. Andre Iguodala. <laughs> Iguodala. <laughs> Over Steph Curry. <laughs> Thank there, you for saying that. And 
like last year during the baseball season, I said the same thing about the Yankees. Like, dude, I like Aaron Judge. Yeah. I like Nestor Cortez. Mm -hmm. I like some of the Yankee players. But there's no fucking chance I want their fans to have any sort of hope. I know, but the way Embiid played last night might break that for me. Right, and and Jalen Hurts did it for me last year. Of course. And I was a huge Eagles Super Bowl, Eagles Super Bowl, Eagles, yeah. And, you know, I get where you're coming from, and I understand the thought process behind which we've acted this way. Yeah. And you're not alone. Thank you. In this. It's a really, really, really tough that. realization because hating an entire fan base, but loving the product that their team puts on the court field or X is so frustrating. Well, it's like I'm such a simpleton, which I've mentioned so many times. I feel bad for everybody about everything, but it was like I truly disliked Philadelphia. Yeah. And everything about it. I was like, all right, this is my one thing. You know how everybody yeah, has advice. Everybody's got everything. I fucking hate Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I can't have it happen. Yeah. But I still will root for Joel Embiid. Um, something else funny that happened last night. I don't know if this is a continuous thing, but Clippers fans were booing Josh Giddy every time he touched the ball. Yeah. And, uh, I'm glad to see that the world still agrees on some things. Right. I, what I don't get is that I haven't heard a single word and he has played every game since I've understood of what his situation was. Right. Case is still pending. Yeah. And if something comes out where it says that he was right, I will apologize on air for saying that people agree on certain things. Yeah. But the accusations that are out there, the pictures that are out there, yeah. is like he was with an underage girl. Yeah. And that's a no-no worldwide. Right. Um, the one thing I saw that like, and then everything got really quiet, was that it was a 21 and over bar. So she got in with a fake. I know, but this it, it was, they saw each other multiple times i'm pretty sure interesting see yeah i when it comes to things like that i just go fuck josh giddy until proven otherwise and then we move on and i saw that one thing and i was like okay is that why i haven't heard anything more about it or is it because i'm not actively looking for the info right and it's like our brains like oh someone got shot the next day and you're like okay well we're gonna focus on that now right there's a war right but uh, dude, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. But, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look in to see if people are. It's a recurring thing or just if the, he's getting booed at yeah. different arenas. Yeah, totally. I mean, dude, I it's tough because one, like, just be like a better person. Same with the Wander Franco shit last year. It's like, dude, understand the situation in which you are and how much work has been gone has gone into this life that you've worked so hard at and then just don't let one night ruin the entirety of 19 20 plus years of hard work just washed out you don't get to just have everything right with everything comes a cost you know how much work you put in to get to the league yeah. that's how much fucking work it takes to stay in the league and we understand it's two guys who aren't rich yet yet but we understand that everything still comes with a cost but the same thing goes for the mental health right but also he has 40 million dollars mm -hmm. that can make him be like okay i understand a little bit yeah. we understand with nothing absolutely <laughs> so and you're it, not gonna get me to feel sorry for you <laughs> and if the triple double was lowered to six yeah. he would own the triple double <laughs> record be the best 
player ever. <laughs> he averages 666. Six, six, so what is that a sign for? Oh. I don't know. Take it easy. That was I don't know if he actually averages that. We move on. We carry through. <laughs> All right. Um, the Bulls are a piece away, and that piece isn't real. <laughs> It's like every night you watch them, they're, they're, they've been beating the like the Pistons and the Magic and stuff like that, and that's cool. But then they go play Donovan Mitchell, and it's like everybody plays well. Donovan Mitchell just goes off, so you can't find a reason why they lost. <laughs> but it's like, okay, Lonzo Ball. Well, that's not real. Right. Trade yeah. Zach Levine for prospects. That's not real. <laughs> Have Vooch guarantee... A good return on investment. Not, Not real. real. Sit Zach Levine even though he's healthy because we were playing better when he wasn't. Not real. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, I don't, I keep thinking I can't get to worse places with our teams, mm-hmm. but especially the Bulls because I love hoops. Everybody knows that. And I love Lonzo Ball. And I didn't think I can get to a worse place. Yeah. But like watching a team continuously be just a little, like, let's just call them lower middle class mm-hmm. is debilitating. Yeah, I know. It's like uh, the low, I'll just keep the lower middle class reference going. It's like putting that suit and tie on and just like, uh, it obviously doesn't fit as it should. And you just walk into the top floor and just be like, I'm supposed to be here. And it's like, you're obviously working on the building. Yeah, you know? your body doesn't say so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> your shoulders are shrugged. Your belt doesn't match your shoes. The tie isn't even in a full Windsor. The jacket's obviously from 1940s and not the vintage kind. It's the bad kind. Right. David. So please take the elevator back down, grab your hard hat and boots, and get back to work the way you should. Yeah, and you're not getting paid for the hour you just wasted. <laughs> It's like they'll take a meeting with the guy in the shorts and t-shirt because they know that fucker guy has nothing to lose. Absolutely. He knows he's there for one reason and one reason only. And that fucking hour-long commute for a 15-minute meeting is exactly what he planned for. And he's already mentally on his way home. He's good. Yeah. (sighs) We'll be good again. Um, (laughs) Even if Embiid stays healthy, Celtics kill everyone. (laughs) I love that you're sticking with this. It's Two plus two is four. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, two plus two equals four, Pascal Siakam gets traded to the uh, Pacers. Yeah. For two dudes and three picks. Um, and notice how I didn't say two dudes. Yeah. It's I just two dudes. Two, and it's better off saying two dudes because if we said their names, people would be like, who the hell is that? Um, three picks is first rounders too. For somebody I, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, which I don't think that the Pacers will have any problem trying to keep them. I mean- Look at what Tyrese Halliburton does when he's healthy this year. I mean, Pascal's probably going to want that ball. Mm-hmm. Tyrese averages 13, 12 and a half assists right now. So um, if I'm a scorer, that's where I want to go. Absolutely. And the Pacers just got pr- a little scary. Um, them and the Lakers after the in-season tournament was like, okay, you guys are both frauds. But now you add Pascal Siakam. They're trying to win and they're doing more. Like what news comes out of Indiana? Andrew Luck retired. That's the last news I've heard from Indiana. Yeah. So them going to get a guy is like, okay, they're trying to change the narrative a little bit. And I love Pascal Siakam. So do I. Don't know why. Haven't watched much of him. Love him. Me too. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
It's like if Tony Snell was an all-star. He's like undersized, underweight, but still plays center. Yeah, it's like, oh man, okay, he's listed Tony as power forward. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, dude, that was so late, so good, dude, so good. Uh, <laughs> I always get there. Yeah, you always do. Thanks, dude. Time. Tony Snell, man, what a guy. Oh my God, he's purple. <laughs> Um, last NBA thing that I have, um, have you been, uh, keeping up with Steve Ballmer? Love him. Owner of the, uh, Los Angeles Clippers. He was notorious for the pretty freaking cool. If anybody's wondering, that's why I stole that one from. Yeah. No original ideas here. Yeah. Um, but Steve Ballmer and the Clippers have built the wall. What do you mean by that? So... I saw this and the wall is in a way I feel like it's trying to mimic the the uncomfortableness of traveling to a college town and you have their huge student section that's completely behind the basket. Okay. You know, and so they built this wall where it is just completely straight back from the basket. Oh, they literally built the wall. Yeah. Okay. And it is very steep. Like the highest seat, it's like you're looking down at the court and the huge jumbotron almost cuts off a little bit of the court for you not to see the other side. But it's at that perfect proximity in which you can technically see the whole court and you're part of the wall. Yeah. And Steve Ballmer, (laughs) in his little press conference about it, he was like, we're going to know if you get up. We're going to know if you cheer. And maybe the minute you see somebody, maybe there's a little discount for the pro shop on your way out. You know, we want to just build this chemistry and bring it all back to rooting for this for the team. You do it's a like, really good dude, Steve Ballmer. He's insane. I know. He's insane. I love it. And the rules and stipulations of sitting in the wall go as followed. In the wall. Fans cannot wear opponents' gear. They cannot cheer for the opponents. Tickets can be only resold on Clippers Marketplace. Breaking any of the following rules will result in loss of access. That's so cool. That is so cool. He's trying to make this a college town. That is so cool. It's so fun. What a move. Oh, my God. Just imagine having an owner who cared. Right. Just, like, wanted the best for his organization. Just, like, wanted to make it fun for everybody involved. But it's like, why why wouldn't you? Right. It's your investment. You own the fucking thing. Yeah. I mean... It's pretty freaking cool. That is pretty freaking cool. Software, software, (laughs) software, software. This guy helped create the biggest company in the world. You don't think he's going to make the Clippers great again? Speaking of the wall. (laughs) I am so sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, dude. Dude, shotgun. Oh, my God. Holy cow. We probably broke some volume decibels on that one. Good. But... That's exactly what people want from ownership is for them to care just a little bit because we as fans care way too much. And we know that. 
And he's not doing the dumb owner thing where he just comes in, does some little thing that's so stupid and has no heartbeat of the fans at all. Right. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but this has the heartbeat of Los Angeles basketball, especially right. the little brother too. Right. It's like, not even just Los Angeles basketball, sports fans were nuts. It's, it's 90% of what we have. Yeah. Like, it's like without sports, I honestly don't know where I would be. I might be a reader. It's all I care about. It's all I talk about. Mm-hmm. It's all I read about. Nice. Like, you think people are are spending $150 to go to a game because they just, like, just because? We complain about $150 of taxes. Yeah. But we have no problem spending $150 on going to a basketball game because we love it. Yeah. And then you just get to sit next to people who also love it. You know how many fights happen in stands because the you're sitting next to someone who doesn't get it? Right. Yeah. This takes all of that away. I know. How cool would it just be to be surrounded by like-minded people once ever? Right. Yeah. It's a really cool idea. I do hope it comes to fruition for the Clippers and Steve Ballmer, but like, can the Clippers fill up a whole wall? I don't know. Yeah. That's the only bugaboo. But if I was, if I was recently uh, just dropped in Los Angeles and it was like, Hey, you're no longer that Chicagoan and uh, you're not allowed to root for him. So pick amongst the uh, California teams. It'd be pretty hard not to try out the Clippers. Also, if you feel excluded from things like we do from the weights at the gym, mm-hmm. how awesome would this be? Okay, I'm just going to enjoy the wall club. Yeah, dude. You're you're a person who wants to get into sports, doesn't have many friends, loves the Clippers. Hey, spend that $150 and sit in the first section. Next to someone who is just like you. Just in the craziest ways possible. You guys just go out to dinner. You have a little meal. You talk Clippers. You talk what it could have been with, uh, you know, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul. You just reminisce on those days and how fun it was to be slam dunking everywhere. And then you go to the bar. Yeah. You have four or five pops and then you start a podcast. Absolutely. From experience. And it's called The Wall. About B ball. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Build it. <laughs> Balmer's going to steal that one for sure. Um, Balmer's making the Clippers great again. He's doing season 12 better than us. Yeah, I know. No but, disrespect. No disrespect. We're trying our best. But speaking of the Clippers, they so silently have James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. Yeah, it's really quiet because, like, they're not that good. I know. They're solid. But what if they figure it out? I mean, we've been saying about James Harden. But, like, I like those guys. I like, I don't really love James Harden. I love James Harden. I know you do. (laughs) I love Russell Westbrook. I know. Okay. It's so different. (laughs) I hate Russell Westbrook. And also, you don't hate James Harden. I don't. I don't. I don't hate Russell Westbrook. But also, like, Paul George, everybody saw. Before Kevin Ware, that was the grossest injury ever. Mm-hmm. And he, now he's just still Paul George. I took him to score the most points last night. Hell yeah, did he? 38. Hell yeah. Paul George. Two first names, two buckets, guaranteed. Brady Ryan. Two first names. Gonna shoot. <laughs> Don't know if it'll go in. Yeah, but somebody's getting rebounds then. The rim's always open. Stat protect. Dude, I take rebounds so much lately and nobody rebounds the ball. Why don't you want to box out? 
Put a body on him. Well, Go grab also, the ball. Like, nobody misses anymore. Yeah. Overs <laughs> that's are like true. 250. I'm like, to under. Yeah, but like. 137 to 140. But when you look at it, dude, like. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had five three-pointers tonight. Yeah, he was five for 12. Yeah, I know. I, I love it. Yeah. They play so fast. But, I mean, that's seven rebounds somebody had to get. <laughs> Take people who are playing the Kings over in rebounds, other than Kevin Durant last night, because Yusef Durkic had 20. Also, uh, Sabonis is growing as my favorite player in this league. I know. We're still big. We're still Kings, guys. Huge Kings We said guys. that, right? We said it was Mavs two years ago, then it was Kings last year, and then we said we're still going to be Kings guys this year. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Time for the bell of the ball. 431. Hat. Hat. I have a quick statement. Yep. Dear loyal listeners and Bears fans worldwide, after a lot of grieving, some time away from sports, Hamilton, I saw Hamilton, if you didn't know. An intense soul-searching, I have reached my verdict. You may not care at all, which is understandable, and you may be sick of my shit, but get used to it because I'm not friggin' leaving. Justin is my absolute guy. He forever will be, and my faith in him has only grown. We don't know for four months what the Bears will do, but it's way past due for me to put my foot in the ground and make a fucking stand. I kept saying wherever he goes, I go. Not anymore. I will bleed blue and orange for the rest of my life. And I'm writing my own death sentence, maybe. But after going up north to Green Bay to take in a game at Lambeau where our boys got beat once again by those damn cheeseheads, something clicked. My brain is wired backwards, and that is probably why that clicked after that. We talked about the Brady effect and getting first two, first overall pick two years in a row. DJ Moore, Montez Sweat, TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds. But again, this isn't about me. It's not going to take just me. It's going to take all of us. And losing one soldier could be devastating where we stand. We must stand up and fight. Starting now, things change. We don't run away from the fight. We run towards it. Guns a-blazing. Not literally, but literally. I know it won't happen overnight, but I'm here for the long haul. Bear down. Go Niners. I don't care if that sounds like loser talk. I didn't know we were getting a press release. I am wow. so winded. Yeah. Are you, does it feel good to have that monkey off your back? It, it does. And it, I realized, like, obviously, once you make a decision, you can go back and be like, you're such a loser. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I got it. I can't just follow guys around, especially, like, it, it was easy with Tom Brady, you know? Right. I can't say, like, I went through the shit with Tom Brady. I mean, I went through some cheating allegations and people saying things every now and then, but the, the what he did just talked for itself. I didn't have to. Right. But now it's like, dude, it, it's the Chicago Bears. Sure, it sucks losing. Sure, it sucks that nothing has changed. Sure, it sucks that nothing looks like it will ever change again. Sure, it sucks parlaying that with our other sports teams that never, ever change. But... Going to those games, and it, it wasn't even the Broncos and Falcons game. It, it was honestly the Green Bay game. They, I'm not saying I'm going to change it, but me leaving isn't going to help either. Right. They need a foot up their ass. Mm. Bad. Badly. There wasn't a single Packers fan in that stadium, even Bears fan, that thought we were going to win that game. 
Yeah. And I can't stand for that. I can't let that happen. I will do whatever it takes. I know it's not just going to take me. And I know that when they do eventually succeed, it's going to be sweeter for you guys. I'm not expecting anything different than that, but it's, it's time. It's time that we, I put my feet in the cement and I don't move. Good. Good. And I hope they keep Justin. I does not look like they're going to, but I have to stick around. I have to have a backbone and I will bleed blue and orange the rest of my life. I am happy for Thank that. You. And don't downplay it. Like we can celebrate more than you. That's just an idiotic. F- oh, no, I'm not downplaying know. it. I'm just saying, I know that is inevitable. Oh, okay. And I but, know, I just want people to know that I know I'm not going to change things. Sure. Sure. But you have. Two first overall picks, two years in a row. Um, DJ Moore wants to retire a bear. Yeah. So that's cool. And if he gives that commitment to this organization, God forbid, his word is that he wants Justin Fields. And if his word of wanting to retire as a bear and wanting Justin Fields, is that enough for them to be like, okay, DJ Moore and Justin Fields are our package going forward. Um, little do they know it comes with you as well. Right. And I don't want to say that I know DJ Moore cause I don't. And I also don't want to judge him. So what I'm saying here could be wrong. NFL players know that it's a business and they don't connect themselves to people or anything. They kind of take care of themselves. Right. So it would make no sense for him to connect himself to Justin Fields if he was leaving. Yeah. And I, and maybe, maybe that's just who DJ Moore is. Maybe he says, fuck it. If they, if he leaves, he leaves. And I, I more talk starts about the bears. Like, Oh, is there unrest? Right. Maybe he's just saying, screw it. I'm going to put my balls on the table for this guy. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. I think he's putting his balls on the tables because he knows he's going to stay. But it's like, if I take Justin Fields out of the equation and we look at it, Caleb Williams is definitely enticing. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying I want it to happen and I'm not taking anything away from Justin Fields. I swear, I truly believe he's going to be a fantastic quarterback, MVP, Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. But as a non-biased Bears fan now, you have to, it's like, okay, we have the first overall pick. And yeah, yes. Did we just fire four offensive coaches? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, and I still don't think you can blame Justin, but it definitely is like, I can see how they're talking about it. Yeah. But uh, I think they need Marvin Harrison Jr. more. Sorry. No, no never say sorry. I, I want to keep growing with where we're at right now. We're obviously keeping Eberflus and it's, it's, we've said it every week, break the cycle, the cycle of quarterback, quarterback, New head coach, coach, fire, trade, all this stuff. And we never have the same pieces in order to find out what's wrong. Giving and Matt Eberflus yet another quarterback, it just, I'm just saying the same thing. I'm lather, rinse, and repeating. So, dude, that is, you just put things into perspective for me. You do that often. Thank you. So, thank you. It's like, just never figuring out what is wrong. Like, yeah. They never have figured out what the problem is. Yeah. Doing the same thing over <laughs> and over again, expecting different results. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not funny, but wow. So if we just break the cycle this year, just this year, that means we're changing. I'm sure Justin would be fine signing a one year deal. Fine. I'm sure he would. Absolutely. But he would deserve at least that, you know? Right. If we trade him, 
we're not going to get as much as we could if we trade the first overall pick. That's just a known fact. fact. So trade the number one. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. Make it abundantly clear to everybody that it's not Justin Fields. But, spoiler alert, if you make it abundantly clear and give him all the tools, he'll make it abundantly clear that it is him. Right, and they didn't do that once this year. Yeah. And I know, like, we talked about it last year. Excuse me. Um, Like, the smoke screens and, like, showing people that we're, that we're not going to, that we want a quarterback so it makes it more valuable. Draft the fucking quarterback. I know it sounds crazy, but if you draft Caleb Williams, you have him. Right. And then they all have to come to you. Right. So there doesn't need to be smoke screens. Yeah. Yeah, my I think it, my uncle on Christmas was like, why don't we just draft him? And I was like, what? And he was like, you know, change the game a little bit. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, that'd be just as fun, if not more fun. Right. We'd miss out on Marvin Harrison. But somebody has to draft him, you know? Like, what's the most important position in football? Quarterback. Right. So... I'm looking at these head coaching uh, conspiracies or whatever they think that's going to happen with these head coaches. Mm -hmm. The offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles is taking interviews for a job. And this is not the most important position. These people will go head over heels and give you whatever you want for a quarterback. They're already doing it for coaches who aren't even that great. Not even good. Right. Yeah. So it's like they're not going to be like, oh, well, you got Caleb Williams. Now we're going to play a year without a quarterback. A year is of loss is devastating for multiple positions in the NFL. Yeah. Coach, players, owner, GM. Yeah. You can't afford a year. So whoever needs a quarterback or feels like they need a quarterback yeah. will give you everything for it, whether it's before or after the draft. That is very true. And I like where your head's at. Thank you. The uh, The good thing that we have is that the two teams right behind us drastically need a quarterback. Bad. Bad. Let's get into these games. Yep. Wild card weekend put on a show for all of us. It was fun from start to finish. We don't have to talk about that. I went four, uh, two and four. Um, but spoiler alert, I went two and oh on Monday. Um, not about me. It's about the team and it's about all of us as a unit. Suck it, fan duel fan customer support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got absolutely put in a body bag by FanDuel support, but that was then proven wrong due to me having uh two for four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into game one, Browns 14, Texans 45. Holy cow. Complimentary football from the Texans. Yeah. I know CJ Stroud is great, but it's like you don't look around that offense, especially with Tank Dell out and be like, oh, wow, there's just firepower everywhere, you know? Yeah. And, and they are good, but it, you, they're just like so good on defense and like so good on offense. It's like everything's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I, Everybody was like, oh, Flacco's Cinderella story comes to a close. There was not a second in my being that thought the Texans would win that game. Me neither. And, and that's, that's going to be a real bummer when we talk about next week's picks. I was like, we thought it had to end at some point, and I couldn't decide if it was this game, so that means I never came to a conclusion in my brain that Agreed. it would be now. Agreed. So I totally agree with you. Um, what if the Bears offense like ever looked like that? Um, there was a game against Tampa Bay where Mitch threw five touchdowns. Yeah, I think six. Yeah. Regardless, 
I, no, I think it was five and he may, maybe ran for one. I think you're right. Um, but that was ridiculous. We put up 45 points on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who was, at the time weren't the best. It was week 17 also, I believe. But M- Mitch put on an absolute fucking clinic and uh, that just started another bit of a ruckus, but whatever. Sorry, I'll ask this question differently this time. What if the Bears offense ever looked like that in a meaningful game? That would be fun. <laughs> now now we're cooking with gas. Now we're talking with gas. And here we go. I, I, it's, it's so unobtainable currently right now. Do you want to... I forgot about this when we were talking about the Bears and now we're talking about them again. Beef has some words. Oh, you want to call him? Do you want to give him a shout? I'll give him a shout. Do you think it's possible? Yeah, or we can we'll screw we, everything. No, up? we can call him. We can call him. Does he know that I'm about to call him? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, him. we've done this before. We we have done this before. We're going to give him a call. <laughs> How ready is he? He's He's been talking about it for three weeks. <laughs> if he doesn't answer, I'm not only never calling him again, I'm not going to talk to him tomorrow. All right. Please have some <laughs> stupid pickup line here. Is it ring? I'm not hearing it. Yeah. Hold on. We'll see. Does it say zero, 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 zero? Hold on. Hold on. Hello? Hello. Oh, all right. There we go. Welcome to the Wash Up Podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for having me back because this is a special treat every time for me. Yeah, well, it's a special treat for us, too. Um, I just got finished making my statement that I will bleed blue and orange for the rest of my life. Um, I know it's probably contradictory to what we talked about like three days ago, but something clicked in my brain and I'm going to be a Bears fan forever. And I know you have uh, a lot of things to say about the current Bears situation and the floor is yours. Well, first of all, I'd like to say, are you going to trust Caleb Williams? Just your guy's opinion. No. Okay. Thank you. And I'm not either, but you got a guy, if he gets an offensive line, he gets in probably another weapon, maybe one of his old teammates, or something in that regards. Do you think that he has potential to be outstanding again? The best ever. Okay. I, how about you, Pat? Mm, yes. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I Brady and I do understand your feeling towards it. But I do, too, as an impartial judge on that. So I think you get offensive linemen and it depends on who you're going to hire as the offensive coordinator. But these people that are all saying he should be gone because of what we've seen so far, you tell me one time when there was a full line, even if it was the starting full line, that they were productive. Can't do that. And yeah. It, it's really hard to. So my point is, is that the problem? And then if you're going to you, – and then you fire the off offensive coordinator. Now, this is a guy that we used to being with Aaron Rodgers, okay? This guy can, regardless of how much I do not do not like him, <laughs> he can he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants. That's It's a proven fact. It's not me just, you know, being generous to someone. <laughs> yeah, Nathaniel Hackett also coached him. Okay, but you're not coming into – I don't think you're not coming at that point. Nathaniel Hackett (laughs) went to the Broncos and got fired after a year. Okay. How many times did you see Aaron Rodgers run since you've been watching him? Run the ball? 
Yeah, run the ball. Not very often. Three or four times? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> can count on so now how is a guy? Thank you. How is a guy that can run? How's a guy that can run that that can't run? And the guy that all he can do is run that not not all he can do, but he runs a lot for yardage. How are you gonna coach this guy and have the same game plan? Right. It's it's night and day. And it's okay. not just the offensive coordinator. They fired four of their offensive coaches. Four. Correct. And so you, you're doing that. This guy's had three outs. I say you give him, I, I think it's his last year on his contract, correct? For Justin? Yeah. Uh, or, or it's year sign. four, and then you have a decision in year five, I believe, with rookie contracts. Okay, whatever. I think you, you see what you can do in a draft. Like Paul said, one thing I do, like he said, if they're giving you the grand salami, the biggest thing, the biggest thing you can have in the world. Yeah. Right. So you needed to be blown away. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I agree with that. If you're blown away, you're silly not to take it. Right. But if you need, if, if you're going to, if you're going to not get blown away, then get linemen, like I said, and do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, if, if somehow Caleb Williams breaks the brain of everybody going to watch him for the bears, then sure, maybe, but right. we were just talking about how we always run the same thing. We have a coach for X amount of years and the quarterback seems to be the problem. Then we get a new quarterback. Then the coach has run out of plays to run with the new quarterback. So we get a new coach quarterback has to learn something new. And now we're just going back into that cycle. If we get rid of Justin, now we're doing the same fucking thing that we always constantly do, which is we lather, rinse, repeat coaches and quarterbacks until some day that we inevitably hope that it all works out. Break the cycle now and keep fields for another year. Let him decide in year five draft to give him this team that we all think he deserves and let him fucking prove it. 100% bad. It's a great point. And another thing is, if you're able to pick up that Penix kid, I don't know how you guys feel about him, but if you're able to pick him up in the second round, sold. Hell I mean, yeah. that's crazy. Because, and, and, and so say he doesn't develop. Well, he's got a lot better chance than people that are unheard of or, you know, you don't know what they're going to do. Right. Man, he could toss the ball. Right. And he's not uh, a rookie quarterback with an aging DJ Moore and then an aging weapons that you have for him also. It's not just coming in and learning something right away. You're at least setting yourself up for a future, which is what the Packers have. They have a winning culture. They bring someone in, he sits and learns under a Hall of Famer, and then he becomes a Hall of Famer. It's like, why not just steal it from them? Thank you. No, thank, thank you. Very thank much. you. How, now, how do we get these radio shows that you still listen to? Because I know you're hundred to stop <laughs> talking about this kind of stuff and start focusing on like a positive or start putting out into the ether to Bears fans so they can learn. Listen, out of respect for you guys, there's a guy on the Four Letter Network that I really liked a lot. To be <laughs> honest with you, but now I'm sick of his whining all the time. His partner is my favorite broadcaster ever as far as sports radio goes here. The former bear. Oh, Cornhauser? I'm not trying to tell you who it is. No. Oh, Michael Wilbon, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got you. I got well, you. Well, you guys, this is about. my favorite, and then Michael Wilbon. Yeah. Um, this right. first, then Michael Wilbon. We got Wait, the, real we got quick. the bears talk out. Yeah, no, I, they don't, don't you. Okay, okay. Not pushing yeah. You. 
you're not. Um, <laughs> the travesty at that ring ceremony night or the ring of at the for the bulls. The ring ceremony. The, it was you know it was like everybody was supposed to come. Jordan didn't come. Pippen didn't come. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah. The ring of fire, you know, one something like that. They they booed Krause's wife. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Steve now, Kerr, we were facing the Warriors, and Kerr had a few correct. colorful words to say. That's just classless. Listen, and and they, uh, here's a great point that I heard. So you're bringing this up. That's the organization's fault. They've loved the trouble from the beginning of time, right? They've always liked it when people were bickering because bickering then they were on there. They were, they were part of the news, and this was something. This is a lady who lost her husband. Forget all your nonsense. Right. And this guy built the team. Right. Michael should be the first one to come out and say something. But, but don't only talk to the crowd. Talk to everybody. Talk to all the way up to Reinsdorf because they've loved that ever since the whole Doug Collins and Phil Jackson yeah. thing, too. Yeah, it, it it just it just goes to show where they're at, right? It just it's right. A, it's the epitome of the Chicago Bulls and Chicago sports at the moment. Okay, yeah, I I can't believe that it's y- you are right. Be- what? <laughs> did we yeah, lose no, you? I, I you, it, it, you you did only because I can't stand it, man. It's 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 really bugging me like almost sleepless <laughs> at night this poor lady i'm serious and and then i realized it is part of the bulls you know problem it is their fault because they do do that stuff same with the socks when they had all the problems with ozzy Gian and the, and his sons and kenny williams and their sons okay, yeah cut it out it's all this so much bigger than the players it's all culture like we, right. we build nothing yeah we haven't organized anything Everything is at a whim for right this second. There's no, like, planning for the future. It's all for that one millisecond to make it look pretty for one tiny little moment of time to try and hook everybody in. But there's no plan. There's no No. outline. There's zero planning. Something happened 30 years ago, and we just hang on to it for forever. We do that because we're washed up. Right. And we talk about what we used to do back in the day. We're not owners and general managers of professional sports teams that people spend hard-earned money, some that they don't even have to go watch and root for all the time. And bet on. It is sickening. And bet on. Correct. That part, too. even Even a bigger thing now, you know? This load management garbage and all that stuff, but you guys <laughs> absolute garbage. <laughs> but you guys do the washed up show. Now you're talking to washed up, and I got to see Michael and experience Michael and everything about him. Okay, there was nothing better. But if you look back in the papers and take my word for it, there was always something going on. Uh, Scotty didn't like Cross because he wasn't going to pay him. Kraus took Tony Kukoc and the boys took care of him in the Olympics, you know, beat him up a little bit and said, you're not coming here and being this. Okay. So there's always some kind of, Hey, focus on what you guys just said, build something. Yeah. Good. <laughs> We're yeah. winning and championships. A lot of them. And there's still something so wrong. Like, can we just like, never be happy? 
Right. That goes back to our first conversation about the orange and blue. The same thing with them. Stop, stop going, like Pat said, stop going from coach to the quarterback, to the coach, to the staff, to the quarterback, to the head coach. Do something. Right. Change it all. Kevin Warren, you're supposed to be the guy to do it. I'm not, I'm not judging you yet because you, you haven't had a chance. I want to see you take control and say, this is nonsense. You built the big 10 into something that never anyone ever thought would be. You took Minnesota, their franchise, got them a new stadium. I get it. Now show it to us, please, because we're in desperate need of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we right, are. For real. It's a great closing statement, Beef. <laughs> Wait, last, right, last thing you. before you go. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens. Oh, okay. okay. Thanks for coming on, Beef. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. I appreciate you guys. Hey, washed up for life. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right, Beef. All right, boys. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, always a pleasure to have Mr. Beef on. Mr. Beefy. Um, Miami 7, Kansas City 26. Ridiculous. Stupid game. Dumb. Um, I couldn't tell you if the Chiefs are back. A warm weather team had to play in an environment where even the cold weather team was cold. Um, and this may piss some people off, and I don't care. Regular season, sure. Playoffs, no. I get it, football weather, but not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to die on that hill, but I am going to shoot from it. Yeah. I'm going to shoot my gun from it, but I'm not going to die on it. <laughs> I love it. Like, everything needs to be domed in the playoffs. Yeah. If the best players get playing against the best players. Why does weather yeah. have to come into it? I know it sounds like yeah, a millennial, I mean, blah, 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 but stupid, man. The best players are getting domed during the playoffs. <laughs> That's for sure. Zion. <laughs> um, yeah, and a huge shout out to Kyle Luschek's wife. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And- he was the absolute uh pinnacle of husband yeah golden retriever husband yeah Fucking it was great. beautiful it was awesome if you didn't see kyle Luschek's wife made beautiful jackets for taylor swift simone biles um and a couple more people and taylor lautner taylor lautner really yeah. <laughs> no way that's sick and kyle commented on everything shout yeah. out to his wife so cool <laughs> um and we all know my history with Taylor Swift. I think she just like cries a little too much. Same song <laughs> over and over again, but that's neither here nor there. I know she's an Sing absolute song. superstar. Yeah. And I can totally understand why people love her. Yeah. Um, but the NF, like the people who are complaining about the NFL putting too much attention on her, like the people are complaining about her in general. So fucking dumb and ungranted. Yeah. And you can complain about the NFL putting too much attention on her. Sure. Fine. Mm -hmm. She's been awesome in all of this. She hasn't said a single word to the media or anything about it. She just shows up to the game and roots for her boyfriend. That's it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's actually phenomenal, but back to the game. Um, Of course, Tyreek Hill was going to score, but not of course there was 9,000 field goals. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. The snow, obviously, Buffalo and Pittsburgh got postponed due to snow. So I'm more on your side than not in the games should be weather proof. not included. Weatherproof. Yes. 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 Um, anything more? No, because I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
Green Bay 48, Dallas 32. What the heck? Yeah, I... <sighs> at this point, at this point, I was 0-2. Mm-hmm. Going into this game, I was like, there's absolutely no fucking way that the Cowboys lose this game. Aaron Jones rushes in the first touchdown. And um, he got two more after that. And the Cowboys, it looked like the seeds switched. It looks like it looked like the Cowboys were way less than seven point favorites. This game through and through made zero sense. And as Bears fans, it made even less sense due to the fact of how can they keep getting away with this? Yeah. And what else, what also doesn't make sense, Aaron Jones destroys the Cowboys every time he plays them. Is that a known thing? It is now. Who didn't want to tell me that? I he dude he was he played like three games total this year, and it was an absolute liability on my fantasy team. Fuck. And then to watch that our rival team kill, and I mean kill the Packers, it was just pure agony. That sucked. Dude. I have a would you rather for you? Uh huh. Would you rather be the Cowboys or the Bears? Bears. Yeah, I think so too. And I know it sounds like loser talk, but it's like... It is loser talk. It's two losers, <laughs> it's so, dude. It sounds like loser talk. It's not loser talk. We're not losers. We're not losers. We just <laughs> happen to lose more than we win. But it, but I mean, at least like when we win in the regular season, it's still super exciting. Yeah. Like for Cowboys the Cowboys, fans, it's just like uh, we're prolonging the inevitable. No, but they continue to believe. Yeah, so do we. We don't. We don't get there though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. Ra- I'd rather not know if we we're good in the playoffs or not. Agreed. Agreed. Um. Uh. Da, 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 da. Rams twenty three. Lions yeah. twenty four. Booing Stafford uh, doesn't need to get blown out of proportion. It's the first time they've had a playoff, a home playoff game in thirty years. The first time they've won a playoff game in God knows how long. He was just the guy in the way. Yeah. Agreed. This is this is the same thing as the way the Saints Falcons ended. Yeah, for sure. It's like, yes, Stafford, you were a lion. Guess what you aren't anymore? A lion. Guess what the Lions haven't won in a while? A playoff game. And guess who's in the way of them winning that? You. So. Yeah. It just, it, it, I have no problem with it at all. Right. Boo him. Yeah. If he comes back for his ring ceremony and you boo Matt Stafford like we booed Krause's wife, then we got a problem. Then we got a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was Rams, but this game ended exactly how I thought it was. Close game, and the Lions squeaked it out. They're Rams so covered. bipolar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams covered, Lions win. The Lions are so bipolar. Like, they yeah. refuse to just, like, dominate. Yeah, I think. Was this? Uh, yeah, the... I think the Lions were the only favorite to just win and not cover. I believe Dallas so. obviously just lost straight up, but every other favorite either lost or covered. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Um, next game was Steelers 17, Bills 31. It got pushed, which is a weird situation in the first place, and then the game was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Stefan Diggs still doesn't catch the ball. <laughs> I took him um, so many times. Which is absolutely ridiculous. At what point is he going to? And it's obviously this upcoming week. I took him first. I took him two plus. Yeah. I missed the second one. So I took him third and mm-hmm. then fourth. And then I was just like, friggin', I'm going to put a lot on any time. Yeah. Uh, at halftime. And he just uh, never gets it. He just um, doesn't catch the ball. 
Yeah. Uh, what do the Steelers do with their quarterback next year? I mean, you think it's just got to be Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah. I mean, Tomlin says he's sticking around another year. and Yeah, how quick that changed. Yeah. To them rushing him out of town, and then now he has to think about coming back. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, you're you're above 500 almost every year, but you don't have anything to show for it. So at what point do you kind of move away from that? Yeah. Um, and uh, for the game of the weekend, for the game of the year, some are saying. Some are saying. Last week, calling it the Cliff Guy Off was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Thank you. And it truthfully was. And only one guy showed up, unfortunately. Um, I've never seen anything happen like it did to the Eagles this year. To yeah. start 10 and 1 and then just to completely fall off a cliff. I've never seen it in my life. It was ridiculous in saying that i would like to apologize to anybody who listens to anything i have to say and thinks that i know anything about anything in the world uh, very loud sorry are you worried about the eagles i am so worried because <laughs> i was not even remotely yeah. worried like at all i don't know how or yeah. why again we talk about philly i can't stand yeah. the place yeah and I think that's probably why. I was like, you know what? I'd rather just lo- them lose and me sound like an idiot than yeah. tell them they're going to lose. Yeah. I This was great. Yeah. One, because it was some sort of a win-win any way you looked at it from my point of view. But I had counted the Eagles out. And the entire year, I was on Tampa Bay winning their division. Uh, obviously I parlayed that with a couple of things. I didn't want to just take the plus 700 and ride it all the way into the sunset. Cause that's no fun. Um, but Baker has always had the softer spot with me. Mm-hmm. And after the game, I was sent so many things that made you think that I was the one who played. Dude, that's why I had to ask you how big did your balls feel? They were weighted, dude. That it was like the first time in which I felt them, you know? Like, I knew they were there. It's, you know? like, on a semi-different level, but I just imagine a feeling how I would feel if Sam Darnold won a playoff game. Yeah, and imagine, <laughs> like, in this negative-degree weather, my balls are good. <laughs> oh, my God. Congratulations. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> and I ain't called. It's, it's awesome because Baker just kind of gives you that story arc. Where it's like, no matter how many times you like, he started at the pinnacle, draft number one overall. And then all it was through and through his career was, ah, he's not it. There's no answer. There's nothing. And then he goes and he stomps the team that came and tried to win the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. From changing the Browns culture, then getting let go, going to the Rams, winning that game, which I called, that was fine, whatever, we move on, going to the Panthers, getting let go from the Panthers, signing with the Bucks, and taking the Bucks to a divisional win and a first wild card win playoff game. Yeah. Like, it's, it's storybook. It is. It's beautiful. I'm so happy for you. I, I'm so happy for me. Yeah. It's awesome. It's cool to be... The guy who picks a guy and the guy is the guy. And sticking with the guy through the shit. Through the entire shit. So much shit. Dude, 
Imagine if Louis Garcia was the guy. I'd have to eat shit. (laughs) You know, for this one, I get to enjoy it. You get the shit off a building. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) With no qualms. I have no qualms. It's not even a would you rather. No, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to shit (laughs) off the building, dude. That's that's so awesome. It's beautiful. It's a work of art. And I commend Baker because it was all class. Obviously, he was not always all class, but that's what makes him him, you know? He's fucking awesome. He's a dog. He's got it in him. He just does it, and it's beautiful. So, congrats to the Tampa Baker Buccaneers. You're heading to the divisional round. That's what Baker gets to do again. Play. Play a football game. Play a football game. Only one team wins the last game of the year. That's a fact. Um, Moving to the divisional round, uh, Texans. At Baltimore, this line's been moving a lot, but where I had it at was Baltimore minus nine and a half. The over under was 43 and a half. Mm-hmm. My initial lean is not a lean. It's a love. I love the Texans plus the points and the over. Um, it's a possible money line on the Texans, but it's not the time to get cute. And my dad just said that he wants the Ravens. It thinks the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can be that wrong about it. Yeah. Um, the scenario that's playing in my head is me saying all game, damn it, should have took the money line. And then the Texans lose by one solely because the Ravens are a more veteran team. And they're just honestly a better football team. Yeah. Yeah. On I, paper. So for the first two games we're going to talk about, I, I, with the Ravens and the 49ers, you forget that they didn't play in the first round for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where the hell were you guys? Yeah, what were you guys <laughs> doing? Just like waiting. That's weird. You should have played. Russ versus Russ. Yeah, I, I am all over both the Ravens and the 49ers. Give me all the points and team total overs. I'm not messing with the actual over. It's Baltimore minus it all. There's no reason for this game to be a thing. It's the one seed for a reason. There's no shot. He can't do it again. Stroud, you can't. If I didn't like Ohio State, I would be right on your side. Yeah, but you you just can't beat the one seed. I just think it's way too many points for a playoff game. It's not like a fluke that the Texans got there. I agree, but it's also not a fluke that the Ravens are waiting. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Honestly, it's funny that we are on the same page so much today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so that's where I'm at. And uh, we'll we'll get to your parlay a little later. But yes, I'm I'm not going to have any money by then anyways. Very true. You're going to have way too much and you're going to quit gambling. No, I'm going to put a thousand on Baltimore. (laughs) Uh, Green Bay at San Francisco, San Francisco minus nine and a half over under 50 and a half. I feel the exact opposite on this game. Uh, Niners and the under and, uh, the Cowboys, since I've been alive, have been doing what they did last weekend. The Niners haven't. Mm-hmm. It's still a great year for the Packers if they lose and it's a lose, lose for me. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously also for the Niners, it's. Super Bowl or bust. Right. There's no way that you as a franchise, you as a team, and the mentality that you've built throughout the entire year, you cannot let the seven seed Packers come in and beat you on your own turf. Right. Whatsoever. Now, for the points, the nine and a half, 
that's a little different. It's still a playoff game. But like I said before, they've been waiting, and they're waiting for a reason. They're the best team in the NFL. And, and they got, have been. And they have the best player at almost every position. They have five aliens and an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the five aliens outweighs the accountant. <laughs> Dude, the, you just came up with a perfect uh, spoof off of Space Jam. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Delete that. <laughs> Writing the script tonight. Um, yeah, I think this is, this is a, you, you just pick the guys like obviously Christian McCaffrey, Debo, is it going to be a Debo or Ayuk day? Is it going to be a Christian McCaffrey or George Kittle? Like kind of like who's getting the short yardage, who's getting the bombs? Like you pick and you understand that if you go Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and it's a Debo and Ayuk game, then you live with that. Yeah. But at some point, the guys on San Fran are going to outweigh the guys on the Packers. The only team that's really stopped them is the Ravens, and they're not playing the Ravens. They're not playing the Ravens. <laughs> so They're playing Jordan Love, and I swear to God, if Jordan Love goes into San Fran and beats them, I am going to not have positive yeah, self-talk. So, like, that's why I'm hammering the Niners, because it can't happen. Yeah. It's actually a win-win. I mean, if they, if I, if they beat them by 10, I win money. If... The Packers beat them. Yeah, I, I think I I think I have a foolproof teaser this week, um, and we'll get to it after we talk about all the games. All right. Tampa at Detroit. Detroit minus six and a half, over under 48 and a half. I like anybody plus the points here. And the reason I say anybody is because I don't want the Baker thing to be, be, be like, oh, you guys just like Baker. That's where you're taking them. No, I and, like Baker. Right. But um, you like me. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but the Lions just hate cruising to victory. Do I think they'll win the game? Maybe. But I'm taking the safest play for, in my head is the Bucks plus the points. Uh, agreed. I don't know what people have seen that this needs to be almost a touchdown of a game. Yeah. Which gets me a little worried because you're like, oh man, like, why are the Lions favored that much? Obviously, they have the firepower to win that big. But like you were saying about the first two games, it's a playoff game. Right. And these, this is the three and the four seed. This isn't the one versus the seven for a 10-point spread. This and is the three versus the four for a seven-point spread. And Baker's been playing with nothing to lose his whole life. Yeah. You think he's got anything to lose now against no. some guy who likes to bite kneecaps off? Listen, no. Baker's got kneecaps in storage. He's good. Bite one off, he'll get one shipped today. Yeah. Dang Same day delivery. <laughs> Delivery. Come on. Nice delivery. Thank you. Um, Moneyline? I do like Moneyline. I, I am big on Tampa just because I was wishy-washy on Tampa last week. I I like this spot because it, at what point can you bet a Moneyline underdog and get so disrespected? You know, I think the public's going to hammer the Lions too. Yeah, I, and I don't blame them. Because if I wasn't a guy who loved the quarterback of the opposing team, I'd probably look at that and be like, the Bucks made their way, luckily, into that game. That's where I disagree with you. I would take anybody in this spot plus six and a half points against the Lions. Yeah. I don't think they're going to beat anybody by a touchdown. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. Um, I like Moneyline here, and I definitely like the points. Cool. Chiefs at Bills. Buffalo minus two and a half, over under 45 and a half. Again, I, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. And that's a fucking with two Gs. 
Miss Cliff. Right. Absolutely. I think, I really do think that this is, this is when you see something change. And I, I, and it's a change in a way that I didn't expect it to, but the bills are now hosting Casey. All right. I like where you're going with this. It, I'm all over bills. Perfect. Me too. I'm all over it. Me too. I think now is the time because the entire year we were looking at these two teams. It's like, uh, well, What's they don't have on? it. They don't, there's no way. Like that game where it ended in OT and it's too much time for Patty Mahomes. Oh, it's too much time for Josh Allen. Well, it's definitely too much time for Patty Mahomes. Like that time is gone. These teams did not do what they normally do in the regular season, but somehow they've still ended in the same fucking spot. Yeah. It's time and for it's Josh to take on the, the crown Bills for a game. territory. It's time for Josh Allen to take the crown from Patrick Mahomes. Just you for a have game. to. You have to. I'm not saying for the long run. Dude, and Every every single thing gets ruined by Stefan Diggs staying out on the field and watching a celebration because now every no star recruit think it's the coolest thing to do after they lose a bowl, uh, the peach open frozen berry bowl, <laughs> and you just stand and watch the other D three school across the field celebrate winning this meaningless game like you deserved it. The Bills have had every opportunity to beat this team. This is the weekend that it happens. I agree with you. And right. now since I agree with you, I can say something that you may not like. Okay. Is Jalen Hurts going to change his background to losing to the Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't, right? No. You just got to leave it as a Super Bowl? That sucks. <laughs> Dude, I saw a graphic. I think it was posted by Bleach Report. It was Baker. It was like a character drawing and it was Baker pointing at a window that had 50% off Eagles merch and Jalen Hurts rolling a shopping cart away and I was like that's the most disrespectful so girl. tough <laughs> that'll be his new uh, yeah. lock screen uh, but the ultimate teaser this week is just uh, you might want to buy it down to 7 uh, just so you avoid the three and a half. So a seven-point teaser, Baltimore, San Fran, Tampa, and the Bills. Um, Wait, say that again? A seven-point teaser of Baltimore, San Fran, Tampa, and the Bills. Okay. So you... I like that because I like you buy and the points. You buy Baltimore and San Fran down to two and a half. So a field goal wins it. You buy Detroit all the way back to 13 and a half. And you buy the Bills down to plus. Okay. So that's the big game. And since it's the last game, you have the favorite in plus territory, which is a good sign all the way around. Perfect. So at that point, you can then just take KC Moneyline if it gets all the way there and hedge your bets. But, you know, we all do win. what you will with your money. Um, I have a $4 parlay on what I just said. And now it doesn't look like I'm going to take that, but I already wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, Texas plus nine and a half in the over. San Fran minus nine and a half in the under. Bucks plus six and a half. Plus two thousand five hundred forty-three. Five four dollars wins you a Five dollar touchdown parlay. Gus Edwards, George Kittle, Mike Evans, and Stephon Diggs. Plus eighteen oh nine. Five dollars wins you ninety-five. That's Stephon Diggs, dude. We're I chasing know. it. Dude. I I didn't want to touch it, and I pressed it. 
<laughs> and then I did it. And, and I, I touched pressed it. it. Yeah, I looked at it and I pressed it and I submitted it. And then the number went up so much higher. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I almost put in two. <laughs> uh, and almost and yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think my my seven point teaser will be somewhere in the market of like ten to win forty five or ten to win forty or something like that. But the TD parlay. Uh, I do love the Gus Edwards thing, but I feel like Zay Flowers has been riding pretty high with Baltimore, and I think Lamar wants to show off the gun a little bit. So I'm going to go Zay Flowers, Christian McCaffrey too, because fuck it, why not? Um, love the Mike Evans pick, but I'll probably toss in Mike Evans and also Amon Ross St. Brown because he did not get one last week. He will definitely be getting one this week. And I think we just have to chase the digs high. Dude, we're doing it until it happens. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. What I forgot to mention about the Bucks and why I'm in on the money line now, mm-hmm. or I might stay off it because it's yours. No, that's fine. Dude, I've totally come to grips. I've come to grips with it. Totally. I've come to grips with it. Yeah. It's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> it's me. Hi. When I hop on something that isn't mine, I need to stay on my stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What if the Buccaneers figure out how to catch the ball this weekend? Right. <laughs> like, dude, that game should have been literally, I'm not even somewhat joking with you, like 52 to 9. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, dude, <laughs> I, it's hard. I, I understand what you're saying, but it's it's hard to look at the Bucks beating the Philadelphia Eagles as in it should have been by more. I understand that. But if you watch the game, Mike Evans had two touchdown drops. Kate right. Otten had two humongous drops that may have not been touchdowns, but would have led him to it. Right. So that's 28 points. Right. What's 32 plus 28? 100% a lot more points. Sixty. 32 plus 28? Is that what you said? 60. <laughs> yeah. So they would have had more points than I even said. I even yeah. lowballed it. 98. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Last oh year, my the god, Bulls won almost, a championship. Oh my god, they almost would have fucking scored 100 points. They were a touchdown and then they had a two-point conversion in the way. Oh my god! But FanDuel, they almost scored 100 points. <laughs> Bonus bet? Can I have 20 dollars, <laughs> dude? You gotta respond to them on Twitter and be like, "Hey, dude, I." It was so funny. Yeah, I honestly don't know if you can come back from that. No, but. it was it was great. What a dude, bunch of jerk offs, though. Yeah. Terrible fucking people. Talk about having it all. Yeah, they got it all. <laughs> all of my monies. Hey, oh. And the joke. <laughs> What's more important than monies? Laughs. All right. Friends and family. You know what? Let's go Bears. All right. Yeah. Let's go Bulls because if I don't say it, I feel like I'm going to die or something. <laughs> <laughs> Check out with Chef Charles and Pat Mallers and Zozern's new album, Sensory, available wherever you listen to your music. It's been a wonderful episode with your beautiful co-host, Brady and Cliff. Music by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. It feels so good. Peace, love, and happiness. Hear from us next week, y'all. Shot City, come on and ride with me. You catch a vibe with me This music that make you feel good Do it for the real ones Do it while I still can This is for the real fans We're singing along with the set of light shows I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too Shorty trying to come through To kick it like kung fu On the block cruise With the sunroof open I'm the one who everybody love Everybody wanna be like me I cha-cha real smooth Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do I break rules and race roofs Sit break goose with great juice I make moves and I make the music And hang loose, homie Fall back like I down Go ride out la di da di do I feel fucking awesome Get it, got it, good, good
fucking awesome I'm, I'ma tell you all why Ain't felt like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink if it's all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb Oh lord, won't quit till it's all mine on God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset